In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time of the year, so-called March Madness, you'll permit me to begin with a little basketball story, for basketball is deep in my blood. If I remember the story correctly, my parents' first date was at a high school basketball game, and I spent a lot of time around basketball in my life. And I bring up the name Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is a fairly famous name. Even people who are not super sports fans might have heard of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, won multiple championships in college and at the professional level and in the Hall of Fame and so forth. Well, recently there was a story how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was putting up for auction all of the rings that were given to him at his various championships and all of his memorabilia for those days. And they were all very astounded by it. They assumed that he had been sort of profligate and needed money. And so they were even more astounded when he announced that he was giving all of the money from this auction away. $2.3 million it turned out to be. And they were most confounded and said, well, why would you do this? <laughs> when people thought he was doing it just to get the money, that makes sense. He wants money, get that. When he gave all the money, why would you do this? Why would you give all this stuff away and then give away the money? And he had a fantastic quotation in answer. He said, because all of those things, they don't matter. The devil said to Jesus, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it's been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. And you notice Jesus does not contradict him. Jesus does not say, well, all this is not yours. But no, no, you can't give it to whomever you will. Because Jesus knows that in that moment, the devil is speaking the truth. All of the power and the glory of the kingdom of the earth are in the power of Satan. He can give it to whom he wishes. You and I can do our work and earn an honest share of that. But it is not ours to seize. That's why Christ says, I will not worship you. I shall worship the Lord. Him alone do you serve, giving that righteous quotation. That is the more spiritual way of saying what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said. All that stuff doesn't matter. And we may have had some reflection or taste of this within our own lives. You know, I, I am not nearly as athletically accomplished as Mr. Abdul-Jabbar is, but I have won athletic championships and lost athletic championships. And what I noticed about both of them is roughly 18 months after they were over, nobody cared and hardly anyone remembered. And in my own experience, I have joyful memories of all, but much more intense and joyful memories of the championship that we lost rather than the one that I won. And I've got the t-shirts and the videos and all of that, and they sit in a box. Why? Because they don't really matter. If I gave my whole life to that memory, I would become a neurotic. And so it can be as we are firm in our Lenten disciplines, driving deeper into the heart of prayer, being intense in our fasting so that we can see the attachments of the world, likewise with our almsgiving, that it might cost us a bit so we can see to what we are attached. For we do not wish to serve the satanic. Anytime one serves the power and the glory of the world, 
Anytime anyone seeks after power and glory, they are seeking after something satanic. And so we, with all intentionality, turn with Christ. We do not turn towards the power and the glory of the world. We turn towards the city of Jerusalem, the cross and the tomb, so that we might know the resurrection. In this moment, therefore, I shift slightly and make a little reminder that I have uh, suggested and I've published in the bulletin the last couple weeks, including this one, how you might get a particular book called The Holy Veil of Monopello. Now, Monopello is a small village in Italy. I have been there and seized firsthand a tremendous relic. You might meditate and read the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20, in particular, John 20, verse 7, where the Apostle St. John recounts to all the faithful what he and St. Peter saw when they entered the tomb of Christ. John chapter 20, verse 7, quote, And he saw, wrapped up in a separate place, now it's usually in your Bibles translated linen or cloth, the word that is written is sudarium, which is literally translated the napkin. So he saw, folded up, the napkin that had covered his face, not rolled up with the burial cloth, but in a separate place. The apostles took those relics. They have been in the care of the church, and now this particular one is kept in the city of Monopello. You may know those burial cloths are kept in the city of Turin, sometimes called the Shroud of Turin. And there is a miraculous power there. And I bring it up and will preach on it so that we continually be convicted. We don't do our disciplines out of mere spiritual exercise. We don't make our acts to simply feel good about our interior lives, though those are all nice things. We do it because now it doesn't matter who you are, Jew or Greek or anyone else, whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus may be saved and may dwell in the confidence of faith that this powerful Lord has turned away the workings of the devil, not merely for ethical reasons, but to demonstrate that you can walk the divine life and you can see the face of God, his own self. A little quotation from the book. The author, I've met this author personally. I got to be good friends with him when I lived in the city of Rome. I have been to Monopello a number of times. I have seen the power of this miraculous image. So I give a quotation to testify to it. He, in this book, what I'm reading, is now quoting from a secular newspaper published when they uh, themselves, the reporter, investigated this image back in 1978. Quote, The image of Jesus' face which for nearly 500 years has been kept in this Abruzzo town, is a most precious relic. This is a mysterious image, imprinted on a very thin veil, which is the sudarium of Christ. It would be, therefore, that very fine linen cloth that the mother of Jesus, respecting the tradition of the Jews, would lay on her son's face before he was wrapped in the shroud for burial. Also on this linen, through a miraculous event similar to that which happened to the shroud, the face 
of Jesus Christ is to be seen, not the face of the dead Christ, however, with his eyes closed, but the face of a living person with open eyes and healed wounds, the image of the risen Christ. This is a great mystery. And so I encourage you to read the book and gird your minds. Keep your penances and gird your hearts in the beautiful knowledge, the deep confession of the name of the Lord Jesus, the warding off of all of the vanities of the world, again to quote Mr. Abdul-Jabbar, because they don't matter. And rather, seek the face of Christ. When you come to Mass, worship the living heart of God, the heart of God that lived in the man who had the face of Jesus Christ our Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.